with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good day. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and you are not with me. That charming man, chap across the pond in the lovely country of Wales, the gold standard in ghost hunting, the god of infrasound, Steve Parson. Wow, you sound uh, perky. Just took my pills. Ah, that's why. It's um, I don't know if it's the lovely countryside of Wales. It's it's like a a scene from Stephen King's uh, movie The Fog here right now. Really? Yeah, got sea fog rolled in. We had torrential rain, which uh, wiped out the roads. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to go to uh, VZ. I had to make this huge, huge detour miles yeah. out of the way to get to it. Yeah. That's global warming for you. Yeah, leaking everywhere. Not global warming. It's, it's, it's called, it's called paranormal. It's called paranormal. So what do you know about Bod, Bodwell Jail? Bodmin Jail. Yeah, whatever. I've never been there. You know anything about it? Why is why does that name sound familiar? Uh, because it's one of the top haunted attractions in the UK. It's an old Victorian jailhouse, um, now now abandoned, reputedly haunted, um, and a popular attraction for the overnight ghost hunting community. Ah, there you go. So it's kind of like Derby Jail, but not as cool. Uh, it's kind of like Derby Jail, but a lot bigger. Oh, it is. Hmm. Derby Jail's only one single floor. It's, yeah. It's actually... It's not complete jail, Derby Jail. It's the remains of a complete jail. Yeah. Um, it's like the cellar basement layer. Yeah, when Richard was uh, the co-host on International, we actually, actually believe Richard allowed this. Let us, you could view the cameras for free at at uh, Derby Jail. Yeah, um, if I remember right, there are five rooms. Mm. Uh, the condemned cell. The it's not big, but Bodmin is much bigger, so it takes more. So it's very popular for the group group activities. Mm. That sounds cool. But yeah. I've never been there. Yeah. So you were supposed well, to be locked in the Zabi jail. What happened with that? I don't know. Um, you know how difficult Richard can be to communicate <laughs> with. Sometimes you reach out to him, he says he'll get back and. Time passes. I'm yeah. still up for it. I, I think that be. would be great. Still get your your cold or whatever. Uh, ju- it's all it's all but done now. Your little just sniffies, the, I heard. Just the other little <clears throat> sniffle. Mm. So I, I I love this. I just I'm, I'm in the stupid site, of course. With with talk, all about the paranormal. That's why this stuff is just popping up in front. And uh, woman divorces Victorian ghost less than a year after tying the knot. God, that's weeks old. Yeah, I know. 
it says new. What can I tell you? Do you know do you know access paranormal daily news? No, I do not. Well, you should. It's more up to date. They update it What's every it called? day. Paranormal daily news. Paranormal daily news. Okay. I will take a peek at that. I'm not much of a you go on there, you'll find a rather good interview with me. Get out of here. Yeah, I did an interview with Were they hot up for news now? Obviously. Uh, I did an interview with them about six or eight weeks ago. Oh, six wow. weeks ago. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah, that used to be a big thing years ago. Interviews. For like every, news, every every Halloween, every newspaper, radio, whatever. Oh, that still happens. Oh, that that yeah. yeah hall- oh, that drives you mad. Every mm. Halloween, every hack journalist in search of a spooky story to fill the pages uh, are on the phone. And so the radio stations, uh, you know, we were. <clears throat> they're all looking for a free news story. They're just looking for a byline. They're just looking for a. You know, something to fill column inches for their Halloween editions. Happens yeah, everywhere. they always do. Never pay you for it, but... No. Well, interviews back then, you know, they were were uh, a big deal. Um, they still come in regularly. I probably do one, two a month. I'd, I could do more, but I just don't want to. That is the yeah. reality of it. Um, you know, there are so many internet radio stations, Facebook... Mm. Um, live stream like interview type events now that you get bombarded so i try and do one or two a month um because you've got to be i I try and be a bit careful because people just get bored listening to you and the questions are all are the same so the answers tend to be the same and it gets a little bit uh, it can be a little bit tedious. The ones I like are the unscripted ones. The ones you, where you, know, you and I both. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm doing one uh, next month, and they said they offered to send me a bunch of questions for my perusal, so I can or I can write my own question. I said no way, just fire. Well, that's the modern way. They don't want to upset or offend anybody, or you know, if you've got stuff to sell, they want to make sure they include it. But my my byline has always been just fire. We'll talk about anything. Yeah. If if worst, I don't know, I say I don't. If it, worst if it, interview I ever did, Steve, was uh, for PBS in Boston radio, and th- that's exactly what happened. They asked for a bunch of questions. We we submitted them back to him. He read the question, never responded to one of them. Just read them, then read the next one, then read the next one. Yeah. It was the most yeah. freaking boring thing I want. So speaking about interviews and stuff i came across this on this site and i thought it'd be fun to take a look at it so it's it's a quote from some somebody prominent in the the, uh paranormal and i thought maybe i get your thoughts on it go ahead okay so the first one is we don't set out to prove or disprove the existence of ghosts instead our work is all about trying to understand why people consistently report odd experiences. What's your thoughts well, on that, Steve? Well, I mean, that's my line. Um, you know, you don't you don't go out there with any preconceived notions or ideas. Exactly. Um, you know, you go completely open-minded and see what the evidence leads. Um, 
unfortunately, a lot of people say that, but there are not many people who actually do that. Because humans being humans, they often have their own preconceived beliefs or expectations. And it's really difficult to to separate them out. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, a lot of people will say that. And I, you know, often hear that line, but know from experience that that particular person saying that particular line doesn't. Well, they we have a saying over here. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Yeah, we have that same saying. Yeah. Yeah. Probably stole it from you. Probably. Because we stole everything else from you, I'm sure. Anyway, so you want to guess who said that, by the way? I no, I can't. One of your fellow countrymen. Undoubtedly. It's very popular over here at the moment. Mm. Uh, Richard Wiseman. Psychologists. Now that is a surprise. Well, I'm just just reading what the lion says. Well, that is a surprise. I thought he was a debunker, pretty much. He's a fully paid up debunker. Mm. Um at least publicly. Yeah. So that's a surprise. Maybe just because I, I am actually maybe yeah, that fits actually. your little thing. You walk the walk, you talk the talk. Maybe it's the other way around. You talk the talk. I think you don't you walk the walk. Yeah, I <laughs> genuinely surprised by that because you know Richard is a well known for his skepticism mm. um, to the point of I don't think he would admit to the paranormal if you put a gun to his head. <laughs> Or maybe if you put a gun to his head. Mm. He's a nice fella. I, I, I really, you know, I enjoy, I've spent time with him and he's, he's great company. But, I enjoy, uh, enjoy his little, uh, like he has videos and stuff, everything. I see what yeah, he's Yeah, he's, um, he's also a fantastic magician. Where is he? You know, that, that, most people don't know that, but that's uh, a lot of the very best paranormal investigators are or have dabbled in uh, magic indeed they have um harry price being one of them who was a member yeah. of the uh, inner magic circle and yeah. um yeah well known for his ability in fact he had a very large collection of old light um manuscripts relating to performance magic as opposed to black or ritual magic mm-hmm. he also had them as well yeah, uh, doesn't I think Lloyd Barbeck too was was involved, uh, studied magic as well. There are, and um, you know, Harrowwood Carrington, another notable yeah, uh, yeah. early researcher, was uh, wrote a number of uh, yeah, books about magic. I have a book by him actually, the one mm-hmm. Anne just got, by the way. <laughs> so right. uh, yeah, yeah, magic. I mean, sleight of hand and subterfuge and magic tricks are all Harry Price linked with. Um, we, we set him mm-hmm. are all inexorably linked. Oh, I meant Terry uh, Houdini, Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, two debunking mediums and debunking the sort of stage performance. Randy was another. Uh, oh, James yeah. Randy in the Million Dollar Prize, of course, was another yeah. notable magician. Yeah, he's right up there with uh, Richard Wiseman, though. <laughs> oh, Richard's a fantastic chap. Yeah. 
I don't know. But really, I'm really. genuinely surprised that he said that because I thought his views were more polarized. It's on this this thing, so I I can only well maybe 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 he's mellowed, but I always thought his views of the views of the paranormal were a little bit more polarized than that. Mm. Or perhaps that's just the impression. Maybe that's his maybe that's his happy face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one for you. Just because you haven't seen a ghost does not mean a ghost has never seen you. And this is on a sign in your country, by the way. Just because you've seen the ghost doesn't mean the ghost hasn't seen you. Well, I mean, there's, never a, seen there's, you. A, there's a weird logic in that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There is. Because you know, we, we, it does, we, it does presuppose that ghosts, ghosts have eyes. <laughs> well, it presupposes that they're sentient and that they are an independent entity. Yeah. So there's a number of suppositions there, but yeah. I suppose if you take them into consideration. Yeah, we already established. Isn't that, isn't that rather akin to if a tree falls down in the forest, but you're not there? Does it make no hear? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've already determined that uh, ghosts can't hear. Uh, well, but they're they, a bit hard of hearing. We've but they can't. They, but they can speak. Oh, wait, wait, no, they can hear, but they can't speak. That's what it was, right? That's it. But they're still yeah. a bit hard of hearing because you do have to shout. Yeah, exactly. Right. So now, evidently, they have eyes too. So, oh. we're, so we're starting to get a picture of this now. We're learning. <laughs> so, anyways, that sign was in uh, your your country once again. The Jamaica. Probably the, Oh, is it the Jamaica end? I'm sorry, Steve. You were going to tell me. I apologize. I thought you had passed on it. Um, I, there's another location I've never been to. Ah, that's two two famous ones too. Two famous ones I've never been. Hmm. I could tell you a lot about whether they're worth going to. <laughs> How can you tell you if you've never been there? Um, I wasn't at the Battle of Hastings, but I knew I know who won. Did you? Yeah, who won? They did. Ah. Away okay. goes rule. Uh, here's another one for you. And this is on, I believe, on my side of the Yeah, it is on my side of the point. All houses within men, no, wherein men have lived and died, and died. are haunted. Uh, that's a very famous saying as well. Yeah. It's a long fellow. Exactly. Very good, Steve. You get extra points for that one. Oh, thank you. Mm. It's, I should hope so. It's a quote I've used it many a time. Have you really? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that presumed that if you died in the house, it's haunted? I think it, it says more about the history of a building rather than... Oh, okay. You know, I think I think well, I think that was the intention, or at least that's my interpretation of the intention. Basically, saying that wherever there's a building where people have lived and people have died, then the building will have history. So it's basically as a story, a history of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, haunted, I, haunted by their memories rather than haunted by their spirits. Hmm. I think that was the original intention of the spit of the. Um, phrasing. I'm sure it was. I don't think Longfellow was gonna was was a notable ghost hunter. No. Here's one that's kind of long, huh? It is indelible. It is an indelible fact that the manifestations 
which take place at seances depend more upon the nature, disposition, and state of mind of those present than on the psychical development of any medium. And that uh, where incredible credibility, and especially scoffing is felt, spirits will not or cannot manifest themselves or uh, demonstrate. So the, did you get the gist of that? Because, you know, I usually butch long sentences. You did butcher it. I got the gist of it. And it sounds okay. like one of the early, early researchers. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But it sounds like one of the, the early um, researchers. I've never heard of this but, guy before. Well, go on, shout the name out. Okay, Alfred Russell Wallace, naturalist. Well, yeah, I was one of the very early researchers. Is he really? Uh, oh, yeah. It uh, goes back to the 19th century. See, I don't remember um, him at all. Never come across um, him. You were probably just, just a young man then. Hmm. Not so, he, he, I mean, he's not well known, except in psychical research circles. He was, a, he was an early member of the... Um, the SPR. Uh, oh, he was. Me right. uh, wrote a number of books on the subject. Hmm. I'll have to check but, them out. Uh, but unfortunately, like so many of the early researchers, um, his legacy has been forgotten by and overshadowed by the likes of Zach. books by Zach <laughs> and the plumbers from Rhode Island. Hmm. So, I mean, this. Uh, taking the statement in itself and, and, and me dealing with the red light sands for 12 years now, um, I, I kind of agree with that in a way that uh, the results of the seance, I think, relies more upon the participants than any medium. Well, I can't disagree with that because... It's essentially correct. It isn't the media. I mean, the medium is like the conductor of the orchestra, but the orchestra are the participants. Right. Uh, the The medium is, uh, they would describe themselves as a facilitator, but really, realistically, they are the conductor and they, they um, give power or empower people within the seance to participate and to energize the seance. Um, spiritualists would, would say that, you know, therein lies the power, the energy that the spirits used in order to perform their manifestations, their reports and whatever else. But also the medium is basically giving a tacit nod to, you know, get yourself a bit carried away and zoop up the energy and go along with what whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we discussed this before. In fact, you sent me some of the early music from some of the early mm-hmm. uh, seances. Where oh, they loved the very, a very rousing things. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, big. you know, that, they, 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 they often use the thing, popular, popular tunes of the day, kind uh, of like pop songs. Really? Oh, maybe we should try that. They were, they were more common than hymns. Than hymns. hymns were adopted, you know, they came along a little later with the spiritualists, you know, when it became, excuse me, a more religious um, prayer-type meeting. 
but the early spiritualists, the early ones, they would they would tell jokes as well, uh, but often they would have a good rousing sing song. There you go. And uh, you know, Popular the interesting like thing about bringing up the energy—that's you know, we see that in, in football, we see that in other sports, and we see that in in uh, concerts and everything else where the crowd. Uh, yeah, the American, makes, the American uh, lady soccer team didn't see it. Didn't see it very much, did they? Nah. I believe they're on the way home. Oh well, too bad. So sad. It's what it is. It's what they deserve as well. Why? Well, they they hate the USA, don't they? Or at least some of them do. Uh yeah. Oh, I have to laugh because uh, Griner there played the WNBA. She, uh, yeah, she was disrespectful of the flag and all that stuff. And then when she was in the Russian jail for so many years, and when she got out, she's like all patriotic now. Rightly so. Hmm. Should be proud of your country. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking about countries and everything, I saw this totally useless fact, and of course I'm off, off, off thing again. But uh, he's gone off peace, ladies and gentlemen. I can only apologize I know. again. The uh, the the three the countries um, that have lost uh, the most uh, what's this you know reduced in the size country that's that's launched the most attacks on the no no the country co- in every war it's ever no, been no, involved no 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 the country that's lost lost the most territory I guess is the best easiest way to put it you can't guess you, the three of them. Well, well, at number one, it's got to be Britain, hasn't it? No, Britain's number two. Well, Britain's number two. Yep, the, the British Empire is only number two. You're going to be shocked oh. at number one. It'll blow your mind. I I couldn't hazard a guess as to who's who's lost more than the British Empire. Although we did gain the Commonwealth, yep. which is the, bigger now. The Mongols, of course, lost a great deal of territory. Uh, they did. Yeah, so but did they, the Moors. They were, they were number three. What about uh, the Moors? The Moors? No, the Moors. No, the Mongols are different than the Moors. Yeah, I know, but the Moors had a vast empire as well. Yeah, but they're only not as big as these two, according to this article. I mean, you know, it, you know it's all according to you know. number one, which is blew my mind away. You got to get it's the Vatican. That. Only, only because Steve, of the size of the Vatican today. So if you do the ratio, that's oh, what it goes right. by. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It goes by percentage. Like, yeah, percentage. Yeah, I can yeah. see why. But, yeah, um, geographically, it would still be the British Empire. I would think so. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you on that because that's what I thought too when I when I looked at this thing. Anyways, back to our coach. All yeah. right, I, I, I am doubts the British. I have uh, never read a horror, nor do I consider The Exorcist, you know, the guy just died, uh, to be such, but rather a suspenseful supernatural detective story or paranormal police procedural. No idea. Could even be Stephen King. Yeah, it was it was the guy who wrote The Exorcist, William Peter Blatley. Blatley. Oh, Bill, Bill Blatty. Yeah. I've got one of his uh, manuscripts upstairs. 
Yeah, um, I get the Exorcist book hardcover somewhere. No, no, this this is um, letters to Bill Blatty from a California um, from a priest. Oh, really? Talking, talking about um, a possession case in the Vietnam War era, a young American uh, GI. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool because it's also signed by Bill Blatty. Where the hell did you pick that up? eBay. Don't tell me Okay. No, eBay years and years and years ago. My my lovely wife bought it for me. Oh. Anyway. All right. So that's who that was. And and so Same only... person who found the Teller of Curious Tales as well. Really? Hmm. All right. So uh science is not only compatible with spirituality. It is profound source it is a profound source of spirituality. Sagan? Right on the button, Steve. I'm impressed. Super impressed. Mike, what made you think that? Um, because it's one of the things I knew he said, like, um, I oh, don't okay. want to. What was he? he said? I don't want to believe. I want to know. That's true. That's, about, that's a good that one. another Carl Sagan saying. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm impressed with that. Impressed with you, by the way. You, I think that's a something or other. Oh, two-minute warning. Uh, do we have what time for one more? Now nah, we'll hold off on it. Yeah, we only get one time. All right. So you are listening to uh, Steve. I was about to ask you who who who's the show brought to us by. Oh, yeah, Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick, and uh, right here on Toji.net. And we're all podcasts. Good podcasts can be found. We're all good podcasts go to die. (laughs) (laughs) And we're brought to you by Circles of Wizard, 286 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And... Yes, and we're brought to you by Spirit Quest, which is September 28th, nope, 29th, 30th, and September, October 1st at the Haunted Vizi Estate, of course. And this is our, I still can't figure it out, is it 11 or 12 years? Uh, 13, I think. 13, I don't know. A whole bunch of years. 13, I think it's 13th. Unlucky 13th. It could be. We've got a, a good mix this year, so check it out. No, we did the 13th. I've done 10. I yeah. didn't do the first one, and I missed one two during the COVID, so it's 13. Okay, there you go. So 13 years. I think one year we didn't have it, though, because of COVID. Ah, whatever. Anyways, go check it out. Spirit Quest this year is at neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And it's time to take a break, so you'll be right back after the following massages. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. just tuned in where the hell have you been because this is the second half of the first half of tonight's two hour ghost chronicles double edition and coming up is a nice lady from martha's vineyard but first of all you've got to it's a guy guy from martha's vineyard Mm. but in the interim you've got to suffer another half hour of ron and i yeah while that step Anyways, belief in the supernatural reflects a failure of the imagination. Oh, there are many I could attribute that to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know um, this guy. Uh, it sounds like, one, sounds like an early one. Um, it's an author, I can tell you that. Uh, it's not a clue. Um, no, you're going to have to give me this one. Okay. Uh, Edward Abbey? Never heard of him. I did. Honestly, no I. Yeah. But do you believe in it? The belief in the supernatural reflects a failure of imagination? Um, wow. Run it by me again. Belief in the supernatural. It reflects a failure of the imagination. No. No. No, I don't, because it's perfectly possible. I mean, men of science believe in the supernatural because they believe in God. Mm-hmm. So, no, that doesn't make sense at all. I prefer my ver- I prefer the one I have on the uh, iPad cover, which is? is science doesn't give a fuck about your beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that myself. Uh, you can't say that on the air, by the way. What, beliefs? No, the, the other thing you said. Science doesn't give a fuck about your beliefs. Ah, moving right along. Hey, that that was that was available on sale in a kids store in a mall. In yeah, yeah. So I bought it over here in the United States. We have uh, the uh, FFC here, and the uh, they don't appreciate that stuff. I'm I'm very sorry, Mister FFC, Mm. but in the UK. We have broadcasting standards, and we are allowed to swear on internet radio, 
be after 9 p.m., which it is after somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world, um, that's true. <laughs> and in fact, our mainstream broadcast, the BBC, on their esteemed flagship um, Radio 4 um, programme, regularly use F-bomb uh, in some really? of their plays. It's perfectly allowed in the UK, providing it's in context. And in the context of describing that sign, that, mm -hmm. that sticker, that was entirely in context. Yeah. Um, where where there are objections are are just for the use of you know um, expletives. Yeah, I get in trouble because I used the N word, which was yeah didn't work over too good. And that was a quote. I was actually quoting something about Sammy Davis Jr. And, and I was doing it to show well whatever. But, I but again, um, that. That's a word. That's an interesting word because, and and it's nice to see that it's been reclaimed um, mm. by the predominantly black community, um, mm. but also the younger, you know, the younger generations. That that nick that that word is now being used as a term of endearment for one another. There you go. And you know, try saying that over here. Try saying that over here. Well, it, it stems from America, actually. This this new use of it, and it's it's yeah. like disarmed the word. Um, yeah, and that's a good thing. But conversely, um, there are many in the UK who find that word to be offensive, deeply offensive, mm -hmm. and it caused some controversy recently because um, I'm sure you're aware of the Dam Busters. Yes. And like um, they're, they're uh, 1943, yeah, they attacked they're the dark. Yeah. And the command, the wing commander, the, the squad, the wing commander who led the raid, um, mm. his dog, which was mm. a black Labrador with that mm. unfortunate name, mm -hmm. was run over um, and had been arranged to be buried in front of the guard room at the same time, at around midnight as the raid was going in. Um, and they selected the dog's name as an operational code word, meaning for a successful raid on the dam. If the dam mm -hmm. had been breached, the code word was to be the dog's name. Yep. Um, and now they've had to rewrite or rescript, redub the movie. What? The oh, famous funny. 1950s movie. Did they have uh, a, gra a gravestone for, for the dog? Yes, there is a dog's gravestone. Um, does, does it have his name on it? It did have its name on it. I was wondering if they would change that, which would be they totally did. ridiculous. Oh, that is ridiculous. I'm sorry, Steve. They 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 erased the name from the gravestone um, ooh, two or three years ago now, and just oh, that's that terrible. It, sorry. And quite recently, um, the the RAF base from where the raid took off RAF Scampton has been mm -hmm. closed. And they've just managed to uh, kick into the long grass a scheme to put asylum seekers there instead, um, actually into the buildings that were used for this. I mean, it's an iconic moment in British World War II history. Oh, yeah, that's a, that was a good um, movie, too. Uh, but whenever now they show that movie or you buy a you know modern new rendering of the movie, the dog's name has been overdubbed hmm. uh, to erase the name. No, that's too bad. Which anyway, I think, you know, changing it, history it again. Kind of sucks when you change history. Yeah. How do you think the poor dog feels? Well, you'll never, he'll never come. You well, call him. If you don't well, <laughs> well, 
about eight or nine years ago, in fact, I think we spoke about it once on the show, mm. a group of paranormal investigators armed with an EVP device. Oh, here we go. We did speak about it on the show. Um, mm. Went and visited the dog's grave. Mm-hmm. And they claimed afterwards to have communicated with the dog via EVP. Of course they did. Because the dog could, apparently in spirit, speak. English. English, which it, you know, it wasn't known. It's not reported in the war diaries of 617 Squadron. Or, There's or, no Mr. Ed, huh? He was no Mr. Ed. Hmm. Okay, moving along. It's become more and more respectable within mainstream academica, academica, academic careers, but I'll use that one. Uh, it's become more and more respectable academia. within academia for people to investigate this phenomenon because whether ghosts exist or not, the phenomenon of people believing in ghosts certainly exists. And that means something. Did I say that? Yes, I thought I'd friend up at the beginning of this said virtually the same thing. Well, it's the kind of thing I'd said. Yeah, it wasn't you. Wasn't me. Probably what, somebody stole me? it from you. It's, I think it's you know, one of you. Yeah, I think it's one of you. Do you, do you know, look, that's, that's, um, there's, I, I'm not going to uh, mention any names, but there's a guy on uh, social media. Yeah. And he, he keeps putting up these articles about uh, different aspects of modern ghost hunting. Uh-huh. And you know, they'll go, Oh, that's brilliant. That's that's every single one of them's a cut and paste from my book. Are you serious? I'm deadly serious. Does he give you credit? No. What an asshole. In a way, I you know, I, I kind of get a bit cross, but at the same time a little bit sort of happy You know what, Steve? Me- that the message you, is getting out there. Yeah, but you still should be cross because that's your own it uh, is, it is. Your but, own material, your own, uh, what uh, it, you put it, you into know, it. it. It's your own soul. Yeah, you know, you see him explaining about EMF meters and EVP and how to do this and how to do that and mm. different techniques. And you think, I know where you got that from because <laughs> I wrote it. That happened to Jeff Belander too. Somebody famous actually took a whole chapter of his book and republished it. Can you, it can it, you believe it, it happened to Sam Bagans? No. Apparently, yeah. The Steve uh, Troy Troy Taylor. Oh, Troy Taylor oh. wrote it. That's the difference. Stole the whole of it off Zach. Apparently. No, no, no. He he was the ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was uh, somebody you probably know, Deborah Hyde. Yes. Editor of Skeptic Magazine. Yes. Okay. But I can't disagree with her. Yeah, she probably stole it from you. I don't think so. Okay. You may have done. Okay. Or we just think alike. Ah, there you go. We use things as stop gaps for things we can't explain. What the hell does that mean? We that don't means, believe. What does that mean? We don't believe. We don't believe them because of the errors. We believe them because of the lack of evidence. <laughs> what the hell is that? Was that even a thing? I don't even know. It sounds like uh, Camellia uh, Harris. I, I, yeah, I was going to say it's either 
Kamalia, Kamalia, Camelia. Yesterday is tomorrow's. Today is yesterday's. Yesterday. Wednesday. Yeah, I yeah. can't figure it. Yeah. Or Dr. Cal Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go down as Chameleon Harris. Yeah, it is uh, Carrie Poppy. Wait a minute, they really scrap. Yeah, that's what I said. Podcast host and paranormal investigator. Absolutely never heard of her. She must be yeah, one of with, your countrymen. With, with with sayings like that, I don't think she's going to be. Um, that makes absolutely leave, no sense. She's not going to leave an indelible mark on the history of psychical research. No, that's sad. I'm sorry. Why do we pay so much attention to podcast hosts? Why would they even put that as in social there? influencers? Why would they put that even in there? I don't know. I don't know. But it's the way of the world. You know, you say to the youngsters now, what do you want to be when you grow up? Engine driver, astronaut, fireman. Oh, I God. want to be a social influencer. Yeah, I know. It's just give me a break. Whoops. Lost my screen. Stop it. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. All right. So the difference between skeptical about something and being denial is very subtle, but very important. Someone who is skeptical is willing to test their own hypothesis their own assumptions. They're actually looking for the truth, even if it turns out that they are wrong. This sounds like a long-winded rant from Joe Nickel. Yeah, pretty close. But actually, that's that's a true say, I think, anyways, the difference between skeptical Yeah, but Nickel, Nickel's another one he talks denial. about. Yeah, it's true. But this is a doctor. Crippin? Actually, a Greek doctor. Oh, I don't know. Aristotle? Dr. Speros Michalakis, he's a physicist. Hey, with a name like that, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but actually makes sense. So I, I like that one a hell of a lot better than the last one. That's for damn sure. It does sound like a Joe Nickel quote, though. It does, though. Only this one makes sense. Joe Nickel never makes sense. Is he still alive? Yes. quiet. Used to get quoted every time, but I never hear them anymore. Oh my God! They did. Oh. All right, here we go. Probably been cancelled. Yeah. It used to be far more acceptable to talk about ghosts and hauntings. I think the re there is a reason why ghost beliefs have perished for so long. Either they definitely exist, or we are really need them as a society. What the? There's another one. Oh. Okay, so the source. It's far more acceptable to talk about ghosts and hauntable than it used to be. That's that bit's true. I've seen that change. I've seen that change in you know in my adult years. That when we first started doing. Um... Oh no no! I read that wrong. No no no! Listen oh, again. I'm sorry. Okay. It used to be far more acceptable to talk about ghosts and hunting. I know it made no sense. I think the reason is ghosts and uh, beliefs uh, have persisted for so long. Either they definitely exist or we really need them as a society. But it, that's wrong because it never used to be. Exactly. It's, it's far more prevalent now than it ever was. Oh, much more so. Um, you wind the clock back 20 years and we would do a talk to a local 
women's group or something and you'd say to them at the start has anybody here seen a ghost and they would nervously look at one another and nobody would raise a hand and yeah then afterwards you know a few of them might might settle you know wait back and then tell you their story now you say has anybody here seen a ghost and you are shouted down by the number of stories that come up at you oh yeah Complete, complete opposite, and that's in the last twenty years. We've actually, you know, commented and seen that for ourselves. Very much more socially acceptable now. The ghosts in the media, the you know, uh, newspaper stories um, are just as popular today, probably as they ever have been. Ghosts always sell copy. Um, you know, the the Enfield poltergeist was. You know, in a television uh, news crews, uh, TV documentaries, it was in the media, it was in the print media. Um, and that still holds true. In fact, it, it appears more so today because many of the newspapers have an online presence as well, an online edition. And so they have very many more or unlimited column inches. So you do see stories where, whereby the editor in the past would have gone, no, that's weak. Um we're not going to put that one in, but now the the journalists can put it, you know, upload it straight to the web to the online web content anyway. Yeah. So you do see more, but that's not that they're any more prevalent or more popular. Oh, okay. But certainly talking about ghosts and such, it's way more um, common now. Yeah. You know, you you go into any restaurant, you go into any. If I go anywhere in the summer and people ask about my car registration plate or my arm tattoo, they immediately tell me a ghost story. <laughs> as soon as they know it, it's kind of like, you know, you, if you're a doctor, you never tell anybody what you do because they'll say, oh, I've got yeah, this here. Uh, what do you uh, think it is? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that now. You go anywhere that some, and they find out what you do, they'll tell you a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Now this one a little bit befuddles me. I think it's a. I thought this quote was from someone else, but oh no, it's a little bit different. Ah, for those who believe, no proof is necessary. Now that's a common line which I've heard. And for those who, and for for it's a version of the. um, For those who don't believe, there is never enough proof, and for those that believe, no proof is necessary. There are several versions of that one. Yeah, this one is for those who no proof is necessary for those who don't believe no proof is possible. Yeah. There, there are many versions of that. Um, and again, it's another one that's possibly Sagan again. That's uh, Stuart Chase, economist and author. Oh, well. Never heard of him. I, I name doesn't ring a bell either, but it does sound like another but, one of the Sagan Sagan. It does. Was it? Wasn't it? What was the other one? Is that the one that's the most? In fact, common? I'll bet you if you go through the sayings of Carl Sagan, there is something remarkably similar in there. I'm sure there is. Such a common, you know, like if you're a skeptic, it doesn't matter what anybody says, you're not going to change your belief. Right. And and it, the position of believers is exactly the same. It doesn't matter how much you, how hard you debunk them. They will never be. They will never alter their position. Yeah. Well, his one it takes a little shot at parapsychologists. No, it couldn't be. The persistent failures of controlled, double-blind experiments 
to support the claims of parapsychologists suggests that what's going on is, is nonsense rather than sixth sense. Right. Well, that's either Chris French or James Randi. <laughs> it's neither. It is Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist. So he's and, saying, and well-known skeptic. So he's saying parapsychologists are all full of shit. The parapsych, there are there are one or two parapsychologists who will say that now as well. <laughs> People like, as I said before, Professor Chris French, who no longer. But the failures uh, of control, they do the double buying experiments. They do. They, the, prob the problem with parapsychology is psychology. And we've often said, uh, here's, a, here's a quote that I've used many times because I invented it. Okay, um, that works. <laughs> which is, if you, if you created the perfect double, triple blind experiment with all of the controls that would be requested and the experiment was demonstrated the existence of a paranormal phenomena of some sort Parano a parapsychologist doing that experiment would immediately say there was a fault with the experiment and go back and do it again a physicist designing a similar experiment, getting a result that was unexpected, would go, wow, what can we use to test that further and develop that hypothesis? The problem with parapsychologists is, in the main, they won't accept the results of their own experiments, however rigorously those controls are applied. Look how many times they've done the Gansfeld. They have done it uh, more times than Joe Biden's fell over. Yeah. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Sorry, Democrats. But he is a lame duck, isn't he? You never know. Well, he's savvy enough to take the money. Hmm. We must go beyond textbooks and go out into the bypass and untrodden depths of the wilderness and travel and explore and tell Jesus. the world glories of the journey. Jesus. No, it wasn't Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like Jesus. Could be, but no, it wasn't. Sounds like a biblical quote to me. No, it looks like Peter, I think. No, it's John. <laughs> John Hope Franklin, historian. That does sound wicked bad, does it? Sounded better if Jesus has said it. I think so, anyways, yeah. At least it gave it more credibility. Here's one, you know, how energy is so important to paranormal, you know, and, and spiritual. No, it's not. And, it's, only, and, it's only important to... Wait a minute. It's important to paranormal mediums spiritualist all and talk about it yes they all talk use, about it use my energy use our energy exactly so this is the quote energy isn't something in itself energy is like momentum or velocity is it a property of something what energy isn't in itself well it is 
Energy isn't something in itself. Energy is energy is like momentum or velocity. They're describing energy. Is a property of something. So they're saying energy is a property of something. Uh, whoever said that is not a physicist. Uh, uh, would you like to bet some money on that one? No. Because they're a bad physicist. Because energy is... It, energy isn't something in, its, in and by itself. In and by itself. That, that, like, that, that, well, yeah, I mean, strictly speaking, it's not because you have to define what type of energy it is. Mm. Like, for example, latent energy is the energy stored up in a stretched elastic band. Mm -hmm. But the, that latent energy is then transferred into kinetic energy if you let go of the elastic band. Momentum and velocity is a property of something. Yes. They are a property of the latent energy. So exactly. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Mm -hmm. Because the energy has to be stored in order to provide the momentum, the velocity, the movement. So I, I don't know about it. I'm not utterly convinced that that's a, an adequate description. And this is, I'll tell you who it is. Uh, it is Sabine, S-A-B-I-N-E, Hassenfelder, theoretical physicist. Well, that's nice for them. Never heard yeah. of them. Me neither. All right, we'll end it up in the... Uh, in the Can't window. say I actually fully... <sighs> the... I remember a quantum, a quantum physicist saying, oh, they say to you that you know, if anybody ever tells you they understand quantum physics, walk away. Mm. It's ever changing. But, but we do know what the, the energy itself is. Well, I suppose it could be it could be right because it said velocity and momentum are products of the energy. Right. Well, yeah. Actually, the more you say it, the more sense it makes because it's kind of like gravity. You switch some words around there. We don't yet know what gravity is or indeed what magnetism is, but we know what it does. And that's a measurable um, event. You know, we can we can stick spacecraft onto asteroids and compute the the path of, you know, interstellar objects. But the force itself, we don't know very much about. Now, energy is a term to describe the forces that are built up in a body, like a stretched elastic band. Mm -hmm. We use you know, the energy is stored by stretching the band. So you change kinetic energy into latent energy. Oh, wow. We're out of time. And then we run out of time. So, anyways, I, I want to end it. that last one. I want to end it. Yeah, I thought so. I want to end it with this. So, uh, no matter how credible you think your paranormal team is, remember that the majority of the population just think you're wasting your time on ghost hunts. So, drop the eagles and have fun. And that is by Steve Higgins of Higgy Pop, where all these came from.
and I wish they would. Very good. It's also so, been said many times by you and me. So, you know, the thing is, uh, we were talking, the last one reminded me of it, and we're just about out of time, is that uh, everybody likes to just throw around words that make them sound credible, but it really isn't. You know, we like to use the words energy and, and uh, scientific instruments and quantum physics, and, and yet they never really truly explain how that applies to what the hell they're doing. I once asked a, uh, an investigator who had a table full of EMF meters in front of them. I said, what exactly are you measuring? Can you, you know, can you explain to me what an EMF is? And he went, no, we measure it because everybody else does. <laughs> that, so was the, oh, that was the first honest answer I'd ever heard. Yeah. Well, this is the honest answer. So we're closing now. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and uh, Bevy of quotes brought to us by Higgy Pop. Uh, stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. We talk about the history of Martha's Vineyard. We'll be right uh, back. So stay tuned. Good night, everyone. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.